Hey, Manifester. I'm Jacqueline Johnston, the creator of Manifest It and the author of the best-selling books, Don't Feel Stuck. Do you want to know how to manifest, manifest faster? Join us because we're about to tell you just how we like to do it. Hey, Sebastian, thanks so much for coming on this program. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me. I read a little bit about you and you have your own podcast show. It's called Affirmation to Manifestation Podcast. You have gone through some very interesting challenges and obstacles in your life. And you had two heart surgeries and you've lived with depression. What is your mission now and how has the law of attraction helped you? my mission is basically to share what I've learned with others. Because of all these things that I went through, all this depression, all this suffering, all this self-hate, I have this drive to share my message because I was one of these people who doubted the law of attraction the most. I was the most unspiritual person in the world. I mean, I still remember whenever one of my family members who's very spiritual, but introduced me to this whole spiritual path, to these ideas of the law of attraction, that you actually have an influence with your own emotions, with your vibration. I always blocked it. I always thought spiritual people are some complete weirdos who are just running around and singing Kumbaya or something. And I always (laughs) had this very negative idea of spirituality until I had my first awakening experiences. And until I actually embarked on this path myself, and until I realized that it is in fact possible to change your emotions, to change your vibration, to change your thoughts, and by doing that to actually change your life. The most important reason I would say why I'm so motivated to share this message is in fact because I was one of these people who doubted everything. And I know that you could say the spiritual community or spirituality itself has some kind of branding issue because a lot of people have the same idea that I had back then. That spirituality is just for weirdos and it's all one big crazy show, which it's not. I mean, it's something that you can use on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be anything that's unrealistic and so weird that you think, oh, how is that possible? Instead, you can use spirituality with certain techniques and certain strategies and mindsets that you can practice on a daily basis. I rather see it like a toolbox. That's why I always say I'm not a spiritual guru, not at all. I'm a spiritual practitioner. I want to know what works. And that's why I have this mission to share what works. I like how you phrase all this because I work with physicists at a university and the physicists are hardcore scientists, but a lot of them also have a kind of belief system. I don't want to call it faith because I feel like no matter what word you use, everything's all relative and subjective. The truth is relative in the sense of how the universe is made up. A lot of them have a belief of a higher power. They just have different ways of describing it and expressing it. I mean, I was always a spiritual person, but I remember, I think it was like 20 years ago when the first book of The Secret came out. And I just remember like all this hoopla about it. And I thought, that just sounds like a gimmick. It sounds like a scam. But then I finally picked up the book about three years ago. 
And I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to read this. And it is, like you said, it's everyday practical ways that you can implement it. And if you don't want to call it spirituality, call it something else. Because really and truly, like our reality and how you view your reality is what basically plays out. And so I love how you phrase that. So you lived with depression? For me, this whole cycle of depression and self-hate started very early. Or you can say it started in my teenage years. Because of my heart surgeries, I have a lot of scars on my body. And as a teenager, I had so much self-hate because of these scars. I mean, as a teenager, you think even if you have one pimple, you will never get a girlfriend. And I had the pimples and the scars. So I thought like, okay, I'm screwed. I will never get a girlfriend. I will never be self-confident. I will never be successful in life. I had all these limiting beliefs that I had to break free from slowly but steadily. For me, it was also that happened later in life when I actually faced my trauma from my childhood, like faced my trauma from these heart surgeries that I had as a baby, as a very small child. And that manifested in my body as self-hate, as self-doubt, and as this constant feeling of uh, why am I actually alive? And this journey of actually growing as a human being, of overcoming my limiting beliefs, overcoming my fears, and then eventually also facing this trauma, this really helped me to break free. What was your scariest belief that you had before you began your healing journey and and how did you overcome it? I mean, my scariest belief, you could say, was always waking up with this idea, I don't want to be on this planet. I don't want to be on this world. At some point, I even blamed the world and blamed my parents for why am I alive? Oh my God, I was so kept in this negative mindset. I was so trapped in this, yeah, you could say in this victim mentality, because from these surgeries, from this experience as a small child of always being, let's say, yeah, basically opened up. <laughs> my body was opened up, always having needles inside of you. I was basically conditioned from a young age of, okay, life is suffering, you suffer, and that's your path. And the more I was trapped in this belief system, the more I internalized it. And of course, from a law of attraction point, the more suffering I manifested in my life. And for me, one of the breaking points was actually one of my spiritual awakenings. I would say my main spiritual awakening, where I had for the first time this feeling of unconditional love without even knowing back then what unconditional love is. I was just having this extreme feeling of peace and I was just surrendering, which also was the result of a lot of suffering. And from this point on, I just tried it with baby steps. One meditation a day for five minutes then saying to myself, I love myself, I love myself in the mirror. Even though when I said it the first time, my conscious mind was telling my subconscious mind, no, you hate yourself, come on, stop talking this BS basically. Mm -hmm. But I did it over and over again and I practiced it more and more and slowly but steadily. I changed my beliefs, then I changed my thoughts that I have on a regular basis. I observed my thoughts and I actually stopped negative thoughts and replaced them with positive thoughts. And then eventually I changed my emotions and yeah, eventually I changed my whole reality. I always talk about how manifesting and using the law of attraction, it's a learned skill and that anyone can learn it. I mean, if you can learn how to use your phone apps, if you can learn how to tie your shoe, ride a bike, all that stuff, you can also learn how to master the law of attraction. And it is a process. Like you said, you have to take daily practice. How long did it take for you to realize I actually overcame my limiting mindset and I have this whole new mindset and it feels natural now? When it comes to manifesting specifically in the beginning, because I was so much in this mindset of, yeah, spirituality is weird. I doubt everything. Law of attraction sounds like some hocus pocus because I was so much in this mindset. I just said, okay, I just give it a shot. I don't believe in it, but I give it a shot and I just tested it. And what I tested it with first was money. 
because as analytical German that I am, I thought to myself, okay, money is something that I can track. It's basically hard data. I can say I increased my income or I decreased my income. So I wanted to test it. I mean, with emotions or with other things in life, it's a little bit more tricky, but with money, it's so easy to track. That's why I also think it's the best way to get started. Because when you say, okay, I want to manifest this amount of money, it's just easy to track, basically. It makes everything so easy. And I did that. And I actually increased my income in a very short amount of time to an amount that I've never earned before without having the logical proof, without having, let's say, the more website visitors or more downloads or whatever you might think of as a hard fact data that could say, okay, it wasn't the law of attraction. It was just that this set of data increased. I didn't have that. But instead of that, all these opportunities came to me. Suddenly, I had opportunities to collaborate with people who never wanted to collaborate with me. Suddenly, some people from, yeah, you could say a month ago, I contacted them for some opportunity. They never wrote back and being they wrote back. And all these things happened. All these, let's say, coincidences <laughs> happened for me. And I was like, wow, this works. And then I thought, okay, if I can do it with money, I can do it with other things in my life. Speaking of money, I'm in the process of editing my third book and it is about manifesting money, kind of a similar experience. Mine was more of a surrender, give in to the situation because I was in a lot of debt. I was in $29,000 worth of debt. And as soon as I surrendered and gave in to the situation, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this debt. I'm not doing this anymore. And I don't even care how it comes, when it comes. I'm not doing the debt anymore. From now on, I'm abundant and that's the way it is. And then two weeks later, I got a wonderful gift. I wasn't expecting it and I completely got out of debt. So yeah, like you said, it's not always like how you expect it to be in terms of hard data, but you just have to trust the process and trust that it is yours. Can you give some examples of how you went from point A to point B in terms of manifesting money? Like what was your mindset? How did you get to that place? I would say for me, two things really did the difference. They made the biggest difference. The first thing was to change my belief about rich people. And this was something where it helped me a lot that I met a very good friend who's now a very good friend of mine, who's a very, very rich guy and a very generous and very friendly man. But I always thought like, oh, rich people are those greedy people. They screw some other people over. I always had these limiting beliefs about people who are rich. And of course, if you feel either judgmental or you feel jealous of rich people, then you can't attract money because you block this energy. But if you say, hey, it's amazing that this person achieved that. Wow, that's awesome. And for me, it really helped to change my mind that I met this man who's now a close friend of mine where I said like, hey, for the first time, wow, this guy is actually, he's a millionaire and he's such a kind soul. And that was for me a really big breakthrough. And the second thing is that I changed the way I do my affirmations. Most people, when it comes to affirmations, they just write, I earn this amount of money. And that's the affirmation because we are taught to have affirmations in a very short way, to write them down in a very short way. But I do it a little bit differently. The first part of the affirmation, I do the exact same way. I say, for example, I earn X amount of dollars each month. But then I have a second part of the affirmation and that's my confirmation. Because I believe that when you use an affirmation without a confirmation, you only speak to your subconscious mind. So for example, you say, 
I earn this amount of money each month. And you say this over and over again and your subconscious mind gets this message over and over again. But at the same time, your conscious mind says, what are you talking about? You've never earned that amount of money. And basically the conscious mind doesn't believe you. And then you again block yourself from manifesting this amount of money because deep down you don't believe it. So what I did was every affirmation I wrote, I wrote it with a confirmation. And as a confirmation, you can use anything that confirms the fact that you could earn this amount of money. So for example, if you've ever earned this amount of money in the past, then you can use this as a confirmation. What if you didn't earn this amount of money in the past? That was my case. I mean, I've never earned this amount of money in my life that I wanted to earn and that I'm now earning way more than that. And what I did was I looked at other people who did similar things and who earned this amount of money or even more. And then I wrote, for example, I earned this amount of money because this person and this person and this person are doing it too or are doing it already. And this confirmed to my conscious mind that, hey, it's actually possible. These people are also just human beings. And I mean, unless you are Elon Musk and you want to fly to Mars, mm -hmm. unless you want to do that, I would say that 99% of things that people want to achieve, others have already achieved. Yeah, I learned about this principle from sports, actually, when there's always a new best mark in the Olympic Games. And it's really interesting when you study this, that for years, nobody broke the record, like really nobody. And as soon as one person breaks this record, as soon as this happens, then the next person breaks the same record and again and again and again. And then suddenly everyone runs that fast, which is kind of interesting because from a physiological aspect, it's not that from one year to the next, suddenly everyone got faster and 10 years before everyone was slower. It doesn't make any sense. It's all in your mind. And that's this barrier that you overcome with these confirmations. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, they want to live in a this or that world. And I like to say we live in a this and that world. And so that's why I love science and spirituality. And I mesh them both because it's all pretty much the same thing because everything's interconnected and it all stems from your mindset because it's all energy and it's energy vibrations and energy is influenced upon itself. Now I live with anxiety. I still have it. I'll be honest. I live with it every day. But I mastered the law of attraction with you in your past and having depression. Do you have a lot of anxiety that you live with? And in terms of right now with this pandemic and all of the turmoil that's going on with racial equality, do you have any tips for any of the listeners? For me, even though I lived all my life with depression and anxiety, but once I embarked on this journey of self-love and self-healing, and I now do certain self-love exercises and self-love meditations every day, I no longer feel anxiety, to be honest. Even from this whole COVID situation, I can't really say that, that I feel anxious about it because I believe that there is this universal power out there. There's something that protects me. If I'm in a high vibration, I'm okay. Of course, as you just said, combine science with spirituality. I'm also a big fan of that. For example, at the moment, I'm isolating myself. I don't go into contact with people. It's just something for me that helps me, again, to be in a better vibration and to feel, yeah, to feel better, to feel safer. But when it comes to, I think, all these negative emotions of depression, um, self-hate, of anxiety, in my experience, and I can only say what works for me and what worked for some of my Skype coaching clients, or what I would actually say for all of my Skype coaching clients who've been through this journey with me, is that when you develop this real feeling of self-love, and it takes some time, but this unconditional love for yourself and for your life, these negative emotions, they just fade into the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you and I speak on the same wavelength because a lot of the things that you're talking about is generally what I also do. You know, I learned something from one of my professor's wives a few years ago before she passed away. She had this wonderful tip and it was anytime you feel the panic start to rise in you, just take a U-turn, like pretend you're in a car and you're just going to take a U-turn and go into another direction of thought because you're the one who's in control it's mind over matter and you get a choice. So just take a U-turn. It's okay. Take a U-turn. I carry that with me even today, especially because we've been isolating at home and it can be challenging, especially when you're at home by yourself. But that's what I've been using throughout the last couple of months is take a U-turn. And it really helps. So glad that you and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to thought and practicing self-love. You have a really nice podcast, the Affirmation to Manifestation podcast. You're the creator of it. So you're a business owner. We all know that owning a business can be a gladiator sport. What is your best advice for people who are out there and they're feeling inspired and they want to start their own business or their own podcast? Mm, the first advice I would give is to really find out what you're the most passionate about. Follow your true calling. I know it sounds like a cliche, but for me, it made all the difference. Once I did these things that I really, really love, then the money started to come. It's just, again, it's vibration. It's the more you focus on things that you love, of course, if there's also a demand for it, let's say if people want to pay you for your service, but always think about if you have the choice, let's say, for example, if you have the choice between a business that would make you a little bit more money, but you hate what you do and a business opportunity that might make you less money in the beginning, but you love it. Choose the one that you love because I promise you in the end, you will make way more money with it than you can possibly imagine. I mean, I still remember when I had my last job in Germany and I was terribly afraid of, yeah, of jumping basically, as Steve Harvey always says it, to make the jump into my true passion basically, into doing what I love. And I was living in this black mindset of, oh, will I ever earn as much as in this job? Oh my God. And nowadays I earn way more with working way less. And that's actually my second tip, which most people disagree with, but for me, it made all the difference. And that's work less. Since I work less, since I don't work eight to 10 hours a day anymore, I'm healthier, I'm happier, I'm more focused, I'm more productive, and my life is so much better. I don't work more than six hours a day. And I make so much more money now than I made before because my vibration is higher. I'm more in alignment. And I know when you're just starting out, this is terrifying, this idea, especially, especially after talking with Americans, because especially in America, people, as far as I know, as a foreigner, um, are very focused on working a lot, not taking so much time off. And this can be a mindset change. But when you actually focus on your own health, on your own well-being first, then you will be so much more productive. And again, this is a lifestyle change that I made after confirming it to myself. Because at some point I just Googled, what's the most productive working time? And I read several studies about that. And the interesting fact is that every study says it's not more than six hours a day, because after six hours, your productivity declines drastically. And then I thought like, okay, if science says it, then I can give it a shot. And since then, it was the best decision I ever made. It's funny that you say that because being at home and working at home a lot more, I've noticed that six hours, I'm good to go. I work with the physicists a lot. And so I can stay focused. I can stay mentally upbeat and ready to go. 
But after about six hours, then yeah, I noticed that I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get a little bit tired. And I know that us Americans, it's ingrained in us, work, work, work. But there's people out there who are listening and they're not able to work less than six hours a day. What is your advice for getting through the workday each day? Like I always like to take mindset audit breaks and I tell people to set timers in their phone and take like a good three, five minutes and just check in with yourself and take a breather, take mindset rest. What's your advice for the people who have to work jobs and aren't able to set their schedule the way that they want to? I mean, my first advice in the short term, I would say also a little bit similar to what you said, check in on yourself regularly, listen to your body and listen to your own energy, and then just make those quick five to 10 minutes breaks where you either drink something, you eat a little bit, a snack or something, or you watch a funny video, or you listen to a song on your phone, just something to get your mind off the word. So just some, yeah, you could say some quick breaks. That's what I would do. And then also at least once a day, either in the morning or in the evening, do a quick meditation or, I mean, long meditation would be better, but if you don't have the time, do a quick meditation to calm your mind down. And this might be even the most successful when you do it in the morning, because then before you go to work, you're already calm and you don't start your work day with this stress mindset. That's something that I always did in the past, which really ruined my health. That in the morning, I basically jumped out of bed. I had this idea, oh my God, I have to get all this work done in this amount of time. And from the moment I got out of bed, I was in this stress mindset. And this made me sick. And in the long term, I really have to be honest, in the long term, I would say, find out what you're truly passionate about and build it step by step by step. Because if you stay trapped in this mindset of like, okay, I have to do this job for the rest of my life. I have to do it. If you truly believe it, then you have to do it for the rest of your life. But if you say, okay, there's an alternative, again, this comes back to the law of attraction. If you believe that there is an alternative, if you believe in it and you then take action, take really inspired action towards your goals, then you can change that. It might take some time, but I know from my own experience and from coaching clients that it's possible. That's awesome. Yeah, because I like to tell my audience, practice makes for progression and progression brings your manifestation and I feel like that can apply not only with your career, but with anything in your life that you're manifesting as a new reality, as your reality. And I think it's so important that people understand that law of attraction doesn't always mean it's an instant flip of into a new reality. Like you crawl into a wormhole and poof, there you are in your new reality. Sometimes it is a step-by-step process and that's okay. Sometimes it'll take a few days, sometimes it'll take weeks, sometimes it'll take a few months, and some manifestations take a few years. So I always tell people, like, just trust the process, like, relax and know that it's already yours, and focus on what brings you joy, and that's what really and truly matters, because the ingredients of your desire, whether it be a new job or the best love you've ever had in your entire life, whatever it is. If you focus on, oh, I have to work for another two hours or everybody I meet is just not the nice person that they appear to be, then yeah, you're kind of flipping the focus and therefore the universe thinks, oh, well, they're focusing on this. So I'm going to reflect that back to you. So yeah, I love that you incorporate step-by-step because it really is a daily practice. For your podcast, Affirmation to Manifestation, what is your podcast about? My podcast is basically, as the name already reveals, <laughs> mainly about affirmation processes, about manifestation, 
about how to manifest money, how to manifest different things in your life, and also a lot of episodes about um, yeah, all kinds of law of attraction related topics. But my main focus is about manifesting money because that was for me my biggest breakthrough and that's still the topic that I'm best at, I would say. That's the one topic where I have the least resistance because I also think that every person, um, and that's individual for each and every person, has more or less resistance to certain topics or to certain you can say certain manifestation goals and more resistance to others, less to some others. And then it depends on your level of resistance, how fast you can get something, how easy it is for you if you need guidance or if you don't need guidance. And that's also why I released a brand new program which helps people to manifest more money. And I also offer Skype coaching for people who want to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. But in general, I would say my podcast is mainly about how to manifest whatever it is that you want to manifest. That's great. So money, how do you view money? Because I personally view it as mathematical figures on a computer screen. And I also view it as, I call it chocolate bars because, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. It's all energy. So it's like, we all, we're all of the same energy of the universe. So I like to replace money thoughts with, yeah, symbolisms of something else like chocolate bars or Or I just say, you know, money is literally the banking numbers on a computer screen. How do you view money? What is your first and foremost thought flip tip that you could give to listeners who want to listen to your podcast about manifesting money? How do you view money? I actually view money as money because I have a love relationship with money. I also teach people to actually fall in love with money and to practice loving money because I believe that one of the biggest, yeah, one of the biggest things that is holding people back are these negative beliefs about money. Oh, you have to suffer to earn money. Oh, money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, look at these greedy rich people. All these kind of beliefs that we learn from a young age that are holding you back. And whenever I say this for the very first time to a Skype coaching client, like, hey, embrace money, love money. It's always a little bit weird. I can see it in the energy, like, oh, love money. How can I love money? <laughs> But if you really love money, I mean, it's, it's just like with everything with your vibration. Let's say if you are a man and you're looking for the love of your life and you love women, you are way more likely to attract the love of your life than if you have a negative attitude. The same is true for a woman who wants to attract a man. And the same is true for you who wants to attract money. So if you love money, money will come to you because money says, hey, this guy or this woman loves me. That's great. Whoop, I go to him or her. And the second part is when it comes to manifesting money is to see it as freedom because money is freedom. Money is not a means to an end. I mean, for example, if you have so much money that you never have to work anymore and your biggest dream is to, let's say, for example, to get a boat and sail around the world. And you already have the amount of money that would allow you to do that for the rest of your life. But you're so trapped in this, you could say in this Gordon Gecko mindset of what is enough? More, more, there is no enough, more, more, more. Then you are a slave to money. But if you see money as a freedom tool, as something that allows you to live your life in freedom and you then embrace it with this love, how can you not love money when you think like that? Mm -hmm. That's a really good tip. Yeah, I totally agree with you with what you're saying about money. I used to think that money was for selfish people and greedy people, like you mentioned. And it took a little bit of time for me to wrap my mind around what is money? But once I realized, you know, I'm putting all these stipulations towards my definition of money And, and once I realized, oh, well, I can choose to view money how I want to view it, that's when I also noticed money was starting to flow towards me much more freely 
So when you say money is freedom, I think some people could think of it as, oh, well, then that means I have to figure out a way to make money in order to be free. But that's not what you're saying. You're saying that it's freedom in the sense of like everything in the universe is free because it's energy. And if you actually love something, then it will come to you. And same thing for money. I like how you explain all of that. So your podcast is Affirmation to Manifestation podcast. Where else and what else do you do? You mentioned doing one-on-one coaching, that you have a program. Like, How can the listeners find out more about you and your business and your mission? The best way to find me is really to go on iTunes or Spotify or any other podcast platform and to just type in Affirmation to Manifestation and to listen to some of my episodes. And if they then want to dive in deeper when it comes to manifesting money, in my podcast episodes, I always mention my product, which is Money Manifestation Magnet. It's a six-week program where I basically guide you through this process of changing your beliefs, of changing your attitude towards money, and of creating a new future for yourself in which you are wealthy, which then allows you to attract money. And when they listen to my episodes, it's also if they want to work with me one-on-one, then they can inquire for Skype coaching sessions with me. And that's really the best way to find me through my podcast. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for coming on the program and giving your advice and expertise about the law of attraction and how you went from, you know, having a lot of challenges in your life and to now you're living freely and enjoying your life. I'm so grateful that you came on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. So are you ready to manifest even faster? Go to your country's Amazon website and type in don't feel stuck. Seriously, your soul will thank you. See you next time, manifestors. Like we do it.